Queers to That Queer History Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. I'm Katie. Hi, Katie. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> what? Well, I mean. Oh, I mean, I was going to talk about the. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, this episode is going to be about like the history of marriage equality. We're obviously splitting it up into multiple episodes because it's a lot of information. I thought this was a good episode to do because we celebrated our two-year wedding anniversary last week. Mm-hmm. But because of, you know, corona. Global pandemic. And all. I mean, we celebrated. We had a nice takeout. We danced to our song. It was very sweet. But we're both working from home, uh, unfortunately. And uh, we haven't gotten tired of each other, which is nice. It's nice. Yes. Yeah. It's not like the weird straights. <laughs> Oh, I have to hang out with my wife all the time. <laughs> yes. Like, why did you get married? <laughs> because they could. I mean, yeah, it does seem like that. As a group of people who have just had their rights all the time, it does seem weird. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting. I think when you live before something and you live after something is passed like as monumental as, as marriage equality it is like the the mindset and the like just the mental shift of it i know i experienced it was something that was really like interesting because it's like before you're like this is not something you can do you're not going to be able to do this mm-hmm. and then when it happens you're like oh wait i can't <laughs> wait this is a thing i could do and all the people who are all the gays who are using it as an excuse to not get married are like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I don't have an excuse anymore. But just like from like a historical point of view, I mean like having lived through a lot of the history of like the more current history of marriage equality, I think has been interesting. Because this is one, I mean this is one of the things, one of the few things that we're talking about that I have an active like memory of and not had to you know go back and learn about Mm -hmm. so i think this is something that's interesting too because it's not like oh i never learned about this it's like we were experiencing it like we you know i was studying abroad and it was like four o'clock in the morning and they're talking about prop eight like Mm -hmm. in 2008 so it's just having lived the history i think is it's different and i think it's it's a interesting discussion and Obviously, there were things that happened before, which we're going to, before Prop 8, which we're going to talk about in this episode. Yeah, I think it, it just felt, it felt different putting it together this time, just because I knew a lot of it already. Right, you could be like, oh, I remember when that happened, and yeah, it's what like I was I re- doing. And- yeah, it's like, I remember Iowa and Vermont, and, and you know, even just the, the, I mean, the Supreme Court ruling was, you know, we had it as part of our wedding vows. Because we're cool. (laughs) (laughs) And also wanted to be really gay because we could. Having just that, you know, because I think anything with history, it feels like, oh, this happened to people before. This happened to, you know, things that happened before me. And the fact that this is something that happened to us while we were, like, living through it. Mm -hmm. I think people forget how historic and how long it took for marriage equality to be a thing 
I know there's, um, we don't have to go into it, but the debate of, like, should marriage of quality have been a thing? Like, that was the first, like, big gay money push. Oh. Activism-wise. And, uh, and no, we shouldn't have been treating it like that was the end all. But the roots of marriage equality come from things like the AIDS crisis. And out of necessity, it was important. But also at the same time, not the end all. But it's just one step. One step. Mm-hmm. Same people, you know, lived in, like, kind of just, like, chilled out and, like, pretend to be married and did all that stuff. It wasn't really, like, marriage equality really wasn't seen as a political issue until, like, the 70s. That's when it first started to become an actual topic of discussion. In 1953, the post office delayed delivery of the month's issue of one magazine with the cover story, quote, homosexual marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a... I don't know why. It was just a question mark. For three weeks while they tried to determine whether the contents were obscene. So, like, that was kind of the first inkling of it. Not much kind of activist-wise happened. But until June of 1971, uh, members of the Gay Activist Alliance demanded marriage rights for same-sex couples at New York City's Marriage License Bureau. Also in 1971, Minnesota's laws prohibiting marriages between same-sex partners, did they ruled that it did not violate the federal constitution. Uh, October 1972, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to consider the case Baker versus Nelson, quote, for want of substantial federal question. This set the precedent that blocked federal courts from ruling on the constitutionality of same-sex marriage for decades. Mm. In 1973, the National Coalition of Gay Organizations called for the appeal of all statutes limiting marriage um, to different sex couples and extending legal benefits for cohabitating couples. Because that was the thing, too. Like, you don't have any... Mm-hmm. There's no protections for people outside of... There's no, like, commonwealth or anything like that. This common is, law? Common law, yes. Gotcha. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also... The 1970s were full of uh, marriage, same-sex marriage bans. Virginia, Florida, California, and Wyoming... Yeah, there was a lot of that that happened. Well, I didn't realize, like, this stuff, like, just even, like, the push for it was happening that early, you know? I just always assumed it was, like, a thing that it was always banned, that it was always, like, you know? Yeah, a lot of, I mean, a lot of stuff on the books just from a quote-unquote so-called traditional sense had things labeled as, like, man and woman. Mm. But you have, with 1970, especially because of Stonewall, you have more um, gay activism. You have more of a gay political agenda on the national level. And because of that, you have more people pushing for it. And with anything, when you push for your rights, there's pushback. Oh, yeah, yeah. So a lot of these states didn't have anything on the books technically because the law, like, you couldn't get married if you were a same-sex couple, but it didn't ban it. 
Right. Didn't explicitly state you can't do it. Right. So technicality, they couldn't do it. And then when there was pushback, we were like, no, what? Fuck you. We're going to actually ban this. Right. So that's kind of how this started to mm-hmm. the quote unquote backlash to people wanting their rights. Yeah. Also what happened in the 70s, um, a law student, Richard Baker, and James McConnell applied for a marriage license in Minnesota. Their application was rejected. And th- th- that was the case that Baker versus Nelson mm. um, was about. And the Supreme Court not hearing that affirmed that that was what they wanted to happen. Right. They appealed again, and the Supreme Court declined to hear the case again. Maryland, And then you also you saw bans, but you also saw marriage laws being defined more as between a man and a woman because mm-hmm. people were trying to get i mean you you have to find the loopholes but maryland became the first state to create a law explicitly defining marriage between a union between a man and a woman virginia florida california and wyoming also did that so you had the bads and you also had the just extra layer of straight protection mm-hmm. for people gotta need that straight protection so with any activism you're going to have multiple camps of thought. And we've talked about this and other things in the gay movement too. You have in the 80s, activists debated whether marriage rights should be the forefront of the LGBT equality. You have older groups seeing it as a contradiction to the radicalness of the queer movement. Wow. Yeah, so you had like the other group of people who, of course, you... People love the use of phrase silent majority, which just grinds my gears on just a whole other level. Yes. But people wanted to be seen as normal. Right. So you had, like, fuck you, I'm queer. I don't need your shit, essentially. Yeah. Versus if... And I think any extreme is bad because the logic of... If we just act like them, they'll like us too, is also really bad <laughs> if you boil yeah. it down because it's that's not how it works. It's never how it works. Right, but it's not about acting like them. It's just being seen as normal. And people, I mean, you know, straight people see marriage as normal, right? It's like just like a normal thing you grow up and do, if, you know. With, you know. Yeah, as societal expectations. Right, and so it's like, oh, you know just being able even in a couple ways so it's like it, the, the straight see it as normal and then like as a as a as a gay it's like you feel normal you can do something that you see as a normal activity so it's like it 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 for the the gay person it helps and for the dumb straights that need to be educated they're just like oh look it's you know it's just a normal yeah i mean when life that process when that when they nationalized marriage equality i don't i mean it it felt like a wall came down like not to be like super cliche about it mm-hmm. but because that was the thing with states going and we'll talk about this later like going one by one it was like okay great you have marriage equality in pennsylvania but if we go to another state where they don't recognize it then what do you do if something happens? Right. So it was, the piecemeal of it was, it it showed progress, but at the same time, it was still very, like, uncertain. 
Yeah, I mean, but it was necessary because that's just how it works in this country. I know, but if you like want to go anywhere outside of your own state, it was like a little dicey. Yep. Uh, I think tri-state, we were okay. Yeah, I mean, luckily we probably wouldn't have traveled anywhere where uh, our rights wouldn't have been recognized. Yeah, but not trying to go to Mississippi. No, but you know, um, and a lot of the conversation about marriage equalities got discussed in the 80s because of the AIDS crisis and you had people who were with each other for however long and if they died their you know their possessions their you know their money whatever was going the families of the people that abandoned them right for being gay, all that was going back to them instead of the person they, like, loved and, like, lived with for, you know, however many years. So it was uh, also, like, a property rights. Pro- and, like, also legal. probably, like, hospital visitation and hosp- and just, like, power of attorney and all that stuff. Right, because you couldn't, I mean, until Obama passed the, was it the Matthew Shepard Act that had the, um, he, he passed something, I think, in the second term about the hospital visitation rights. Hmm. Um, which was funny because it was before, it was before marriage equality, like national marriage equality. And my mom was like, oh, this is great. And I'm like, he's not doing enough. And Mm -hmm. she's like, (laughs) like, welcome. Your child is a radical gay. (laughs) How have you missed this? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's. It's easy to be on the outside looking in and being like, oh, that's a great advancement. But then when you're the one experiencing the discrimination, you're like, that's not enough yet. Thanks, right. Man. And like the promises of and this is a whole nother conversation, but the promises of that campaign in 2008 and the pace of which things happened were understandable in some respects, but extremely frustrating in others. Yep. So, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> we can talk about that more in the next episode when we get to more current things. So, you know, this has become, in like the late 80s, early 90s, more of a national discussion about, you know, rights. There's demonstrations in April of 1993. There was a gay rights march and about 1,500 same-sex couples staged a mass wedding ceremony with, quote, a dozen ministers, organ music, photographers, and rice at the National Museum of Natural History, which is a beautiful building, to call for marriage rights for gays and lesbians. I like how the rice was specifically mentioned. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, isn't that bad? It is bad. Okay. Guess they weren't woke, huh? It's 1993. You can't only be so woke. You can't have everything. Earlier, though, because this is San Francisco, in 1989, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors passed an ordinance that allowed homosexual couples and unmarried heterosexual couples to register for domestic partnerships, Mm -hmm. which granted hospital visitation rights and other benefits. So if you stayed in San Francisco, you were fine. You were great. (laughs) Never leave. And in 1992, Washington, D.C. passed a similar law that allowed same-sex couples to register as domestic partners. You had, you know, obviously it wasn't marriage, but 
It allowed partners to receive health care coverage if their significant other was employed by the D.C. government. And that's 92? 92, yes. Wow. One of the cases and things I, you know, I knew Hawaii was, like, at the forefront of a lot of this. And kind of going into more of a deep dive of this was interesting to me. In 1993, the case of Bear versus Mike attracted national attention when the court ordered a trial court to consider whether the state could demonstrate that denying marriage license to same-sex couples, quote, Further compelling, furthers compelling state interests and is narrowly drawn to avoid unnecessary abridgments of constitutional rights. Uh, Basically, thank you. My understanding of that is that denying whether denying same-sex couples marriage rights benefits the state. The state, gotcha. And you know whether it there's positives mm-hmm. for that like directly from the ban essentially gotcha you know obviously there was national pushback on that and people were afraid of that kind of trickling down and domino affecting for the rest of the country wait 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 but i thought republicans love trickle down <laughs> yeah only when it's beneficial for them mm. Because it doesn't work. And uh, so this was like 93. This So while this case was ramping up to 93, you had the election year of 1992. Mm-hmm. And, and because of this, you that's how you get the Defense of Marriage Act gotcha. passed, which denied federal recognition of same-sex marriages. Bill Clinton signed it into law of September 21st, 1996. And in November of 1998, Hawaii voters approved a state constitutional amendment allowing their legislator to ban same-sex marriage. Alaska voters approved a state constitutional amendment defining marriage as a union of one man and one woman. So you're seeing this a lot more now because of DOMA. Defense of Marriage Act didn't ban gay marriage technically but it specified that only heterosexual couples could be granted federal marriage benefits right so it wasn't necessary it wasn't they definitely tried and we'll get into that with the actual ban but that wasn't the ban so even if a state made gay marriage legal same-sex couples wouldn't be able to file income taxes jointly sponsor spouses for immigration or receive social security payments among a whole other, the whole list of things that you get when you are federally recognized as being married. Yep. So just like a quick, you know, run through of things. 1997, you have like these bans and stuff in Hawaii, but Hawaii becomes the first state to offer domestic partnership benefits to same-sex couples. A year later, then you have the ban in Hawaii. In 1999, Vermont Supreme Court ruled that same-sex couples must receive the same benefits and protections as any other married couple under their constitution. Mm-hmm. And in 2000, the Cent- Central Conference of American Rabbis agreed to allow religious ceremonies for same-sex couples, while Vermont becomes the first state to pass a law granting full benefits of marriage to same-sex couples. 
also in the same year, Nebraska votes to approve a constitutional state ban. One of the things, too, that you have in the marriage equality fight was the anti-sodomy laws were a, a big part of that. And in Lawrence versus Texas, the Supreme Court struck down the sodomy law by a 6-3 decision and by extension invalidated sodomy laws in 13 other states, making same-sex sexual activity legal in every U.S. state and territory. Well, wait, how'd they get it? Like, I mean, yes, I get it for the dudes, but, like, sodomy... It was just used as, I mean, for lesbians? Yeah. I mean, patriarchy? They were, I mean... Well, you remember the discussions around, like, same-sex marriage? It wasn't... Women weren't included in the fear-mongering. I mean, you know, it's like, dudes are gonna come, you know... It was always like, we're gonna get your kids and, like, convert you. Yeah. But it was always dudes. It was never, like, the scary lesbians. Well, lesbians are non-threatening. Right, because we're not dudes. And it's... I, I mean... Because if you said, okay, well, they don't have sodomy, so, like, they're fine, that opens the door to, like, well, that same-sex couple. Right. You, you you can't have one. Like, it has to be all or nothing, I think. Yeah. And also patriarchy, hmm. I think, is the general <laughs> uh, instance of that. So, yeah, you have a lot of, a lot of people supporting Yoma and things like that that are still uh, very current in today's politics. Let me guess. Um, let's see. We probably got Pelosi. Was she supporting it? Um, I was only actually thinking of one person, and that is not who I was thinking of. Um, Biden. Yeah. Yeah, got it. And you have these career politicians who have been around for our lifetime literally have been politicians yep and you know it's it's a i know we were talking about this earlier about like things that seemed like oh this is great but like when you actually think about it it's not Mm. like oh and you know they had these views and then they you know they evolved they've evolved and they learned and then you have like you have bernie like at pride events in vermont in like the 70s and then, like, you have Biden who had to, like, have it beat over his head that, like, two dudes kissing isn't, like, the worst fucking thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> and the whole, like, product of their time and all that crap. So it's still things that are affecting politics and things today. Things, like, that happened in the 90s with the marriage equality fight. In two- So in 2000, you had Vermont. And in, three years later, Massachusetts in 2003 becomes the first state to legalize gay marriage when Massachusetts Supreme Court ruled that same-sex couples had the right to marry in Goodridge versus the Department of Public Health. What's the difference between what Vermont did and what Massachusetts did? Was Vermont just like domestic partnerships? It was civil unions. Civil unions. I forgot about that term. Remember oh civil unions? I completely forgot about that term. Oh, man. That's a whole... Interesting discussion unto itself, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, got Yep. You know, the whole, uh... And it was a thing. It was a thing that was a very, like, prominent 
discussion between, and I think it's, it's something interesting to like kind of talk about for a little bit between like the idea of civil union versus the word marriage and like what words mean mm-hmm. and i remember having these discussions with people and you know is marriage a, a religious word is you know doesn't matter once the federal government got involved exactly that's the point but people see it as a religious word and you know I guess all those atheists shouldn't be able to get married huh and all the all the other denominations, yeah. Right, and the whole idea, I mean, well, because I was still going to church at this time. Drinking the Kool-Aid? Yeah. Oh, wait, does your mom listen to that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoops. Your, your parents listen to this, too. Uh, I mean, my dad does. He doesn't believe in God. As far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> this what all the, a weird road. No, but I remember the conversation about it being like genuinely and as I ridiculous as the sentence is going to be out of my mouth this was a general discussion at my church was if marriage equality was passed will like essentially gays be knocking down the door of churches forcing churches to marry them right which is one not how that works didn't you have a conversation with your dad about this yes yeah I um I said how many gays do you think are going to knock down the doors of our church to want to get married here? And then once it passed in Pennsylvania, I think a couple of months later, I asked him how many gays knocked down the door of the church. And, and he said none. And I was like, oh, really? Cool. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I was a... I'm a hard child sometimes. Eh, you just like to poke. I do like to poke. I do like to poke the bear, especially when it comes to that sort of thing. Yes. But, you know, in even calling it gay marriage, and I've been, like, very hard, like, throughout this whole thing. Marriage equality. Using marriage equality because, and it was something even, like, in, in school, because I, I took a gay and lesbians class, which I'm not even going to get into the details of that, because that was a hot mess. <laughs> but you wait, ha- wait, what year is that? That was uh, 2009? 2009? Oh, was it your senior year? Yeah, it was senior year, last semester. Okay. But even at that point, you had books of, like, you know, the, the ideology of calling it of gay marriage, this whole, like, what that meant as, like, as, a, as a phrase versus just, like, marriage versus, like, civil unions and, like, the power that words mm-hmm. have and, like, the inclusivity of marriage versus gay marriage. Yeah. And, like, I like using it, like, disparagingly because I think it's funny, but... Yeah, me too. You know, and you had all those, like, memes where I go, I'm going to gay walk down the street to gay open the door and have gay lunch before I get gay married. Which is kind of funny, because, like, that's what we do. Like, we're like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, like. Well, yeah, because I think we can now. But when you had other people defining it, I think it's kind of one of those things where, like, I don't necessarily know who started using the phrase. And, like, I don't know if you can figure out, like, who started using the phrase gay marriage in the, like, national political sphere. Mm Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine it was used nicely. Probably not. In its initial forms. Well, you you also... Well, because I think it evolved from homosexual marriage. Ugh. Which is like... Ugh, nobody... Whenever ugh. anyone says the word homosexual in, like, a sentence on TV or in anything, I automatically do not trust them at this point. Same. But, like, that was the words that were used before... 
and but like it feels very archaic because it's archaic and i wonder what gay marriage sounds like oh yeah we're be cringing people who are now like we like lived through it right so like we don't like it but like it's something we're used to hearing well, like 15 year old gays who are like ew don't <laughs> like they're like don't use that term gay marriage right like it's weird like the way like we kind of were, like oh homosexual like yeah. marriage like oh like i wonder if there's that same like yeah reaction to to gay marriage because for a lot of times now like you have what 2020 you have people who don't remember marriage equality not being a thing. Mm-hmm. So. Well, also, like, well, to me, well, <laughs> our marriage will always be a gay marriage. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we made it really gay on purpose. Like I said, we had the reading, Supreme Court ruling reading. Um, I'm pretty sure that was the only other gay thing about it besides us being gay. Being gay and you wearing a suit. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that we were really gay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's gay into it's it's gay enough. Yeah. Pretty gay. Pretty gay. I just wonder. I just think it's interesting. I don't have like a necessarily an answer for it. I just I, it would be interesting to see just like the evolution of line. I always hated the phrase civil union. It always always drove me nuts, especially as someone who was being who was active in the church at that time. Like it felt very. Very, se- like, you know, separate but equal type. It also just sounds, like, condescending. I don't know. It does. No. Well, I think it's the same thing as, like, domestic partnership. Could you have marriage and, like, weddings being such an integral part of the, like, American societal experience? And then you're saying, we'll give you something, but not the thing that you've been, like, socialized and, like, grew up to, like covet and want your entire life mm-hmm. you can have this other thing that sounds like you're filing your taxes and also it doesn't quite give you all the same benefits as right <laughs> you know that little thing so yeah so i think when our next episode we'll get more into bush tried to do his stupid constitutional ban <laughs> just, no, just- well, because I said Bush. Yeah, because I kind of forgot that he existed, and then so you're just... <laughs> this is This is uh, two weeks in the quarantine, folks. <laughs> two weeks in the quarantine. You can leave that in there. I'm definitely leaving that in there. Okay. Um, you know, talking about domestic partnerships, like, more so the language of that, and, you know, obviously, like, Prop 8, and then the Supreme Court ruling. Um, you can see why I wanted to cut this in half otherwise i feel like this would be like an hour plus episode yeah um and i just like being able to like have our discussions about it versus like in 1997 this date sucked oh my yeah so um, that's our episode so if you have any questions or comments you can email us at queers did that you can hit us on instagram the insta at queers did that same twitter handle uh, we're on Facebook, and you can check out our cool website. Yeah, you can let us know how your gay quarantine's going. Yeah, how's your gay quarantine going? <laughs> <laughs> You're gay working from home. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks ago. <laughs> but we do hope that our little podcast is helping you get through the gay quarantine. Yep. But until next time... Make gay history and make history gay. Bye.
バイ。Also, I'm starting to have to pee, so I don't know if you want to.